Hello, welcome to Social Dragonfly. I'm your host, Andrew Lee. And um, today's episode is going to be my uh, season finale um, for a little bit. We'll see when a, a subject comes up. And as I said last week's episode, definitely want to have time to make good quality podcasts with a little bit more substance than just quantity of pushing it through a certain time every week. And this week, um, I wish I had some time to kind of craft it and edit it and have enough thought and hopefully get more information about the Atlanta spa shootings that targeted um, Asian Americans and two other people. And I really wish I had some time to kind of focus and do this, but I will do my best to kind of give it a little bit of air to breathe. I'm still trying to get information. Um, I am still a little pissed that we've been hearing a lot about the accused murderer's name over and over and over, but not one time have we heard anything about the victims yet. So I'm hoping to correct that by getting a little segment for them and kind of telling about them from what I've gathered from the internet. Um, Hasn't been substantiated, but I feel like we need to have at least their name spoken. But I want to kind of like talk this week about the things I've heard from the police chief or captain that spoke at that press conference and his really, really poorly chosen words to describe the accused murderer I want to talk so again I want to talk about the victims of this heinous act this heinous hate crime we'll call it what it is it was definitely a hate crime and I want to kind of I want to talk about it in a way that kind of sheds light from my point of view about this because I'm really upset about it and I have been upset about it. I already had the podcast where I talked about being in fear about this kind of stuff. And just, it's not getting better. And lo and behold, this week it got even worse. This is exactly what I was fearing was going to happen. And it's not even... It's not even following the... It's not even following the pattern that we've been seeing since the beginning of this year. Where we got elderly Asians getting beat up by... It seems to be a pattern. I don't want to pigeonhole, but it seems to be like black kids like beating up on elderly Asian Asian people. And um, this is definitely different. Definitely is a different type of uh, pattern. This is a white guy who killed six Asians and then killed two other people who happened to be bystanders at these spas in Atlanta. And... I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about motive. I want to talk about these kind of things as well. So this week's episode will be about this. It'll be my final one for a little bit until I figure out how to make some better episodes that I feel like deserve my time and effort. Um, but yeah, that's week, this week's episode. And we'll take a little break and we'll be right back with um, more talk about this. Really bad day for him, and this is what he did. Remorseful? 
Yeah, was he uh, remorseful? Why didn't uh, that guy uh, <clears throat> have an opinion about that too? He already had an opinion about the guy was at the end of his rope and he had to do this or something, had a bad day. Why not ask if he was remorseful? He seemed to know everything about what that guy was doing. So that was Jay Baker. And, um, yeah, he's a piece of work. That that guy, he's, um, he's the sheriff's official who uh, made that press conference. He also, um, he seems to be a little bit kind of, uh, I don't know why he had to, like, why are we, like, humanizing the, uh, the murderer? Um, that seems a little bit odd. Also putting words in his own, the guy's mouth, just trying to, but wouldn't, haven't humanized any of the, uh, victims. So this is the shit that I've been, like, kind of reading all day and listening to all day. And also would like to say that Captain Jay Baker, who made that comment at a press conference, was also seen war wearing a COVID-19 shirt that said, imported virus from China. Like, just like how Trump said it. So, um... I don't know. I wouldn't put that guy as your um, spokesperson for this kind of thing right now. But um, yeah, let's, let's let's deconstruct why the guy did what he did. All right. Now I've read a whole bunch of random stuff all all day, but um, claimed to have a sexual addiction. He um, and he just needed to eliminate the temptation of all these Asian spas or something to prevent him from doing doing to go to frequent these apparently he frequented often um yeah that's that's bullshit why why did he why why is that a thing that has to be corrected on his part and again that guy defended him trying to humanize him saying he just had a bad days in his rope and he just had to do that I really, really wish he answered the question, was he remorseful? Because he seemed to know everything else about that guy. Um, but yeah. Also, the fact that it's still not labeled as a hate crime is very telling. Because it seemed like he targeted the Asian spas. Um, they weren't all in the same cluster, but they were kind of... Well, two of them were in the same cluster. One was like across the street. But you know what else was like around all those different Asian spas? Regular strip clubs that weren't of the Asian variety. Why did he not target those? He went out of his way. He went to one place. See, this is why I need to do the research. Um, he had three pla He hit up three places, and they weren't clustered. There were other strip clubs around but he targeted these specific ones with Asians there to take care of the the temptation that he was having so again really 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 suspect reason then I hear that he's also was planning to go to Florida to continue this massacre so I'm glad that this murderer's family saw him on TV saw him on TV saw the footage on social networks and reported him and turned him in or told him where he would be, how to look for him and stuff. So I'm I'm glad about that. 
Still not glad how that guy, Jay Baker, was given any kind of, like, ability to talk at all. So, again, just really ridiculous. And this is the kind of stuff that I've been reading all day. And I just don't understand why this is, like, a thing. It's still not labeled as a hate crime. And they say this murderer's name many times already. But they just won't say anything about the victims. Eight people have died. I haven't heard one of their names being read. And I think about six of the eight have been released right now. And they still won't They won't say it. Say it. Humanize that. I really, really, really would like to humanize their names. Because they are lives lost from this idiot that just... Alright, so let's, let's, let's... Let's give the dead their due. And let's like talk about those that have passed. Right, so let's first start with 33-year-old Delania Ashley Yuan. Okay, she's she's a, she worked at the Waffle House. Um I remember reading that she had a long day and she went to the spa to relax after a long day. And there was a lot of um a lot of different things that are, that are spoken really highly of her. She had a 13-year-old and an 8-month-old children. Her boss at the Waffle House said she tried to be a great, great person, and she was. She was a manager of three years and became close friends with her family. The manager described Yuan would feed people who were homeless when they came to the Waffle House. She also would bring them home to offer showers and clean clothes. You don't find people like that, Beck said. That's the boss. Her heart was so big. She loved people and she loved her children. She was a very, very special person to me. That's what the person said. Um, there's a picture of her with her with her kids. That's super unfortunate. She was not one of the Asians that were gunned down, but still more still important that that she was uh, gunned down by this. Uh, coward and then we have paul andre michaels or mike michelle's he was 54 in this article his uh, brother said something that the, the, the fred said this his family's in shock over his brother's paul's death um fred his brother who lived in michigan didn't know why his brother was in the uh, the atlanta area the two kept in touch but not often his brother was married, he added. Another brother is told that he, Paul was an army veteran, was born getting into the massage business himself, and he was there as an innocent bystander. He was not Asian. Um, but yeah, he's also one of the victims as well. So I should probably mention Elcius Hernandez Ortiz. He was uh, wounded in the um, by the gunman. Um, let me read what his wife, Flor Gonzalez, told the New York Times. He called her after being wounded by the gunman steps away from Young's Asian massage. I've been shot, she recalled him saying. Please come, she said. Her husband has been hospitalized with multiple gunshot wounds, including one in his forehead. Hernandez Ortiz, a mechanic, immigrated from Guatemala 10 years ago, and the two have been married as long. He's still alive. He's fighting for his life, Gonzalez told the Times. But... 
The doctors told me he will have a long recovery after he leaves the hospital. She added through tears, many others died, and my heart breaks, my heart breaks for them. Whoever did this is not human. So that's the other, so that's one person that was wounded but did not die in the uh, or altercation. And then we have Xiaoji Yan. She apparently owned the Young's Asian Massage, according to Daily Beast, and appeared to be a hardworking business owner promoting her establishments on social media. Tan is a licensed massage therapist, according to NBC News, and owned at least one other spa in Atlanta. And then we have the others. We have the 44-year-old Dao Yu Feng, who was uh, also killed. And then we have Julie Park and Hyung Jung Park and two others that have not been, their names have not been released. But according to the uh, Korean consulate in the area, they were all, the, the other the four, there were four Koreans total, so that adds up correctly. Just they have not released, released their names yet. And their names should be repeated often, often to remind everyone that other pe people died and not just talking about this killer that made, did these horrible acts. And, um, yeah, we really should be remembering the victims of this and stop repeating the person's name, stop showing that person's face, stop showing that person's face with the ridiculous facial hair, all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I don't know why we're, we're, we're celebrating the murderers like this by constantly showing that his face and kind of repeating that, repeating what he did, and it's like, the whole sexual sexualization, like fetishizing, fetishizing of the um, Asians, females, Asian females specifically, just the guy had it, and how they're just framing him as having a sex addiction, when he no doubt targeted these Asian women. I don't know what 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 else can we say about it? It's just really really disheartening that this has all happened. And I really wish that this will spur some kind of change. Like, it's definitely getting everyone's attention. But I'm pretty sure next week, and I've already seen, like, I saw this other clip where this one, it happened in San Francisco. There was a, an Asian woman who was getting beat up by some kind of white kid. And... The white kid didn't know, but that that Asian Asian elderly woman found something that and found some kind of wood stick and used it as a bat and beat the shit out of that guy. And there's a clip, and it's the one thing that I've kind of like sort of enjoyed so far is she's like she has like an ice pack over her head on her on her eye because she's like has a black eye, and the police are there they're, they're kind of tending to the scene, and you see there's some person on a gurney there. And it's the it's the attacker that attacked her, her, and he's like he's holding his arm in like at a weird angle. It might be broken or something, but that elderly Asian woman beat the shit out of that guy, and he's getting carried away. And he's like pointing, they're kind of like that gives me some kind of hope. But not all Asian elderly people can defend themselves this way, and they haven't been able to. And I just. It's so frustrating, honestly. It's just so frustrating that I'm, like, witnessing this. 
after the year, after how COVID has put it like a bullseye on every Asian person of creating this virus. We've been fucking living here all this time and you're going to fucking like, you created it. It's like, like I could make so many generalizations about the people that have been like accusing Asians of this kind of stuff. But yeah, it's just... It needs to be said. The victims' names need to be repeated often. And the killer's, the killer's name should be said less often now. I think we've heard enough of, the, of what he's been doing. And we're just kind of like... The police should definitely have a, a spokesperson who knows how to conduct a press conference a little better. But yeah. Anyway, we'll take a little break and... Um, We'll be right back. I don't know where y'all are from, but I come from a place where if just one black person broke into somebody's house, they would consider it an epidemic and say shit like, that's just what they do. It's in their nature. You can't do nothing about it. We need more police in this area. These same people also so proudly supported a man who claimed that Mexico was sending nothing but rapists and murderers our way because that's just what they do. That's in their nature. That's how those people are. And while I'm definitely someone who doesn't like to generalize a group of people like that, maybe, just maybe, in this country, we need to stop for one second and think to ourselves, man, young white Christian males with guns seem to be a problem. It seems like there's a pattern here. Maybe that's something that we need to look at. Happy fucking St. Patrick's Day. Thank you, Corey Forrester. Glad someone said something like that. That was a clip from Twitter I saw like the other day. And yeah, it seems to be an epidemic, but no one's talking about that. That's just ridiculous. I, I, I was just kind of thinking, why am I so up in arms in this? And there's like a couple of reasons, all right? Um, as back to the episode where I talked with Quay, Asians are the model minority, some more than others, but in general, Asians are the model minority, right? You don't, you, 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 they do their work. This is, this is the kind of stereotype. They do their work. They don't bother anybody. That's it. They're like models, model citizen, right? As opposed to other ethnicities where they're just going to kind of speak out or anything like that and this stems to a little bit of myself because i feel like i act like a model minority i don't i don't pick fights i'm not a fighter pretty much a book nerd i was a math and science nerd in, in high school and college i don't really pick fights but it doesn't mean i don't get mad i get mad plenty i get mad about this whole entire thing and that's what the problem is and that's why I get, this is why it's so annoying because and it's not like a reason why certain ethnicities shouldn't be like target like this. But I just don't get it. You're they're singling out the elderly to fight and beat up and for what reason? Because they created COVID. No, they lived here. Stop conflating all the Asians together as if they started it somehow. You do know a whole bunch of people live here not in china not in other things you're conflating all the asians that are coming from 
They lived here. There is no reason. I just don't understand why that logic is still so prevalent in so many different people that are causing all these different types of crimes. And it, it, it's just frustrating. It's super frustrating, and I just don't get it. I think back to, like, high school. I was thinking of telling this story, and I'll, I'll tell it. Back in high school, I'm a senior. I'm taking, like, an elective. I'm taking, like, art class. And you got, like, this punk sophomore who's just likes to pick on people. And for some reason, want to pick on me. To a point where it just wants to, like, talk shit at me or something during class, during this art class. And mind you, this art class, if some of my high school classmates will listen to this, this is Mr. Hill's art class. They had the, the high school the, the high school football coach who was teaching an art class was teaching this class, all right? And he's not really teaching anything. People are going to do their work, draw something, paint something, do something arty. He's not really actively engaged in seeing anything's going on. So I'm like just doing my project or whatever. And all of a sudden, and I forget what was actually the item. I'm thinking either a stapler or a ruler or God forbid it was a compass. A compass when you draw circles with was thrown at my face. Wasn't hurt, but it kind of startled me. All right. And any normal person who can fight, who didn't, who, who, who probably doesn't really want to worry about like a, a record or something, would have immediately jumped at that person and tried to fight them. And I'm also now know better that you start a fight like that, it's never going to go to, to completion. You start that fight like that in a class with that many kids, everyone's going to probably break it up really quickly, even if the high school teacher was, wasn't there. And that's what I should have done. When someone like that was thrown, I don't know, I didn't do anything to him. But I'm the model minority, so I'm just going to take it, swallow it, and not fight back. Because I don't want to cause, I don't want to cause waves. This is what Asians do, usually. They're not going to cause waves, they're not going to do anything. Yet somehow, this happened. So I should have just jumped over the table and started beating on him, even though he probably would have beat me very quickly. Because I knew that the fight would probably end and separated. Got thrown to, got thrown to the principal's office, and then he realized who I am and who that guy is, what what, what class I was in, and why what thing that led to another, he would have been completely expelled from this class. Expelled from school, probably. But no. I just made sure I wasn't bleeding. I heard someone say, what the fuck's wrong with you throwing something like that? I, I threw something. Some other person, like, threw something at them. But he, for some reason, thought I threw it. Like, I actually did something to him at all during my whole, like, career. At, at school as a student and this, this this is exactly like this is not too far far away from what's going on right now you got a whole bunch of elderly who just seem to get attacked for no reason the final reason why they attacked it is blame corona let's blame all this stuff so i really wish we could fight back in some way like all these things and it's not it's not the pacifist way of of approaching something like this. Obviously, you want to be able to be peaceful. You want you don't want to cause any more harm. 
endless violence. You've got to be smart about it. But it doesn't take away my anger from everything. And I really wish I fought that person and got beat up in the process. At least it would have showed some kind of gumption, some kind of like retaliatory act that I could, I could manage. But no, I just sat there, made sure I wasn't bleeding. My friend like checked and said, like, everything bleeding okay? Completely unwarranted. I didn't, I, I'm not bothering that person. That guy likes to pick on me. Thought somehow, some reason I was doing something to him. And that teacher probably wouldn't have like done anything. Probably wouldn't even notice anything was happening. But I'd love to have him like actually be a teacher and actually police the class and make sure no one was doing stuff like that in the first place. But it's the whole model minority. Just like we'll take it and we'll just move on and we'll hopefully not make waves. And this is what's constantly happening. Everyone's just all these elderly getting beat up. You got now you got this these shoot the shooting. Now it's a white person doing it. I just really, really would like I really would like this to stop. It doesn't look like it's gonna stop. It's gonna continue. I've read like a few more art news stories about it continuing. And I don't know what it will take to stop. Makes me sad. And almost every Asian you you talk to right now is silently worried about who's going to be next. I'm I live a sort of lifestyle where I don't have to really ride the bus. I don't have to walk too many places. I have a car. I go to work. I drive to work. Come back. Go to grocery store quickly. I'd make my do my shopping then go back home. So I feel like I have less opportunities for risk of being attacked if that actually my age group was going to get attacked like that. But there are other people who aren't as fortunate, who have to ride the bus, especially in a time of a, of a pandemic, and have to continually watch out, watch over their shoulder to make sure, walk in pairs, walk walk with another person, to just to be sure there's extra numbers and stuff. There are people in the community asking to be chaperones. I would love to, but I don't feel like I'm much good. Like I probably could fight, but I have probably... Again, trying to be a model minority and trying to, like, I don't know what I could possibly do to improve the situation. I'll give money. I'll throw, throw money at certain certain organizations that are going to help, and hopefully it gets better. But I'm not a fighter. I probably could defend myself. I don't want to. Freaks freaks the hell out of me. And that's me as a male. Then we got females who are being sexualized by this perpetrator who say it wasn't a racist act, but he doesn't know what he's thinking. He's, he's, he's physically, he's attracted to Asian women and he uses opportunity to kill them all to take away that temptation. When most people would just maybe try to get to stop going to those places or maybe seek counseling or something else instead of taking lives. There's, there's no there's no good way of being either any male Asian female Asian or any other assist trans whatever there's no safe there's no safe harbor from this you look Asian you're gonna get targeted and I don't know how it's going to get fixed and that's why I really would like to in the future talk about these stories with some time, some editing, and, and, and a little bit of like effort to make sure I'm doing this justice. Because 
the news still isn't really putting any of the people that perished names out there. I've only heard one, and that's from the Daily, from Michael Bavaro, who said at least six of the names of the eight people that died. Still talking about the murderer. Still talking about how 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 he was as a kid. Still humanizing him. I'm recording this the day after my other the previous segment. Still not happening. So until there's a physical change in how the media sees these things, it's going to continue happening. And right now it isn't changing. It's not changing at all. Still want to look look for background on this murderer, murderer and see why he did what he did. Humanize him. Talk to his grandparents. Oh, he's such a nice boy back then. Yeah, don't give a shit. You see what he just did now? I don't need to hear these stories at all. Talk about the victims. They have lives too. Some of them have daughters. Some of them have family. Some are trying to make a living. Trying to be a model citizen. Model citizen. Make a living. Live the American dream. That's why they're here. No. Let's just let's look for something that might get people to watch ratings. Yeah, you, you think CNN would be able to do that, but no, not really. Only like kind of grassroots news organizations will stuff will talk about this. And it sickens me. And it sickens me back to when I didn't defend myself. I wish I could do something different. I, I hope it changes. I just don't know how it's going to change without some kind of leadership, maybe getting some people, more and more people to understand this. Because I, it hurt me to see the things for Black Lives Matter, even though it wasn't really affecting me. If you read the history, Asians supported Black Lives Matter back to the Black Panther days. And yet this is still happening. And not really conflating Black Lives Matter with the people that actually attacked the age, those Asian elderly people. But just, I don't understand why. Like Rodney King said, why can't we all get along? So that's my episode, and it will be my last episode for a little bit. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for listening. If you have been uh, following along with my set of 12 podcast episodes that I've done so far, I think I've uh, come a little bit of ways from my first episode where I just watched a movie with you all. Then I talk about a coup at the Capitol, I did a little baking talk about my mom's life and my life essentially kind of then talking about my job and then I have a really good discussion with my co-worker Quay about racism and then I talk a little bit about Britney Spears and then kind of talk about other things that made me realize I don't have a lot of great topics to talk about on a consistent basis. So that's why I'm going to take a little break and create something that I feel like I'll be very proud of. It's so rushed. Um, 
I've really learned a lot about how to convey my ideas. And maybe you understand, maybe you don't. I certainly have figured out that public speaking is difficult, no matter how much you practice it. But public speaking, when you have a subject you want to talk about, and you better have conviction about it. If you don't have conviction about your topic, you are going to have a lot of pauses, which I definitely had when talking about things like this. So, it's very important to have that conviction. And I definitely have a conviction for certain topics and other topics. I feel like I was just filling up a podcast episode. So, I'm very proud of what I've done. And I hope to have stories that are worthy of my time to convey in this podcast form. Um, I love podcasts, as I talked about in one episode. And but I also like being proud of the product that I make. And I think after having a lot of practice, meeting a deadline, pushing out these episodes on a consistent basis for about 12 weeks, I feel like I've learned a lot. And I definitely know what I want to do. Also, I definitely need to figure out how to publish these podcasts on Apple Podcasts because I don't think those are published on Apple Podcasts at all. So that's another thing. But um, that'll be it for me for a little bit. If a topic comes through, I will definitely figure out how to publish something. But I don't feel like I need to rush to make a certain deadline. If I'm making a podcast episode... And I'm kind of holding myself to it by saying it right here. If I make a podcast episode that I feel like I really need to make, I will make it and do it in a high, highly qualitative manner. And it will be good, I hope. And I hope it will also be very, very kind of thought-provoking and hopefully a discussion can arise from it. Definitely this week has been a tough week with those murders in Atlanta. And I really wanted to be able to let it breathe a little bit because I don't want to have complete emotion to kind of slur my words because when you're too emotional, you kind of don't sound coherent. But I also am still waiting for all the names of those victims from those shootings. And I really wish the media would acknowledge those names more than the murderer. Or the alleged murderer. But, yeah. So, yeah. That's it for me for right now. And for a little bit of time. Not too long, I hope. This is Social Dragonfly. I am your host, Andrew Lee. And thanks for listening.